Hey guys, and welcome back to the Foot Spans and Everything In Between podcast with me, Marcus Darwin. And today we've got a sick episode. We're going to go through the Premier League team of the season that was sort of, I guess it was fan voted, but there's a few controversial things. We've got Brighton fan Finn, who I heard nonstop about last weekend after Man United's terrible defeat at the Amex. So that was not too good. <laughs> but yeah. Sit back, relax, because it's time for some more foot spans and everything in between. All right, Finn, welcome back. It's been a long time. I know, it's been a long time. What has it been, like a year, 18 months, something like that? Yeah, last time you were on, we had um, Noah on the podcast and we were doing the Brighton review. And um, who'd have thought that you'd be mid-table now for that best season? Me. <laughs> I called it, I called it. Fair enough, fair enough. I was going to say we'd be contending for Europe in a few years' time and it was yeah. time. I don't know. I, I don't think the situation will be the same next year when you lost half of your players, but... I'm nervous, I can't lie. <laughs> right, should, nervous. We, should we get straight into this then? There's a lot yeah. to discuss. All right, do you want to, should we start with the attackers or work our way from goalkeeper upwards? Yeah, we can work away from the back. All right, all right. So goalkeeper, there's only one this season and it's Alisson who's been given a 95 overall. Now, personally, I really don't agree with this. I think that... Allison is overrated. He's got a good defence in front of him. For me, if I had to change him, I would put David De Gea in goal. I, I can't even say bias. I, th- I, I can't just, even say bias. I agree. Yeah, De Gea is like without De Gea and Cristiano Ronaldo, who's also in this team that we'll talk about later on. Man United would actually probably be in relegation battle. I mean, it wouldn't be looking good. No. So, yep. Yeah, for me, Alisson and Edison are two of the most overrated, not just goalkeepers, but players in, in football. Really? I mean, I, I disagree with Edison. Um, I mean, I think, I think the City's line, uh, their, their back line, um, especially with the Centurions and, and, and going forward from there, was actually relatively mediocre um, in comparison to the back line that they have now. And he was consistent week in, week out. Alisson, again, Alisson is consistent week in, week out, but there is an argument there for that really, really strong back line that sat in front of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, de- I, I definitely think that as it, like Liverpool have got the better defence out of the two teams. However, it's like with the like the way Cancelo's been say, playing this season, Diaz, Stones and Laporte have been solid, and you've got Carl mm-hmm. Walker right back as well. I, I don't know. And you've got a holding midfielder like Rodri as well. Yeah. It's like, Absolutely. I don't know. Uh, so, Alisson Allison and Edison have got the joint most um, clean sheets this season, 20 each. And yeah, then I saw that. Lloris is third with 14. So, I mean, so if you... At, yeah. yeah. You know, it's difficult to argue for, for, the, for David De Gea, but at the same time, you have to talk about that awful back line that he has sat in front of him because... You know, in comparison to to Allison and Edison, and you know, even Mendy, for example. Yeah. Like, 
the, the, there is an argument the fact that you know David De Gea's back line has been so poor this season, and 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 which is probably testament to you know having conceded the third most goals, the third yeah third most goals in the Premier League this season. That's awful. Yeah, and a quarter of your home goals. <laughs> oh, that yeah, nailed yeah, that. a quarter of them. Oh, we've been shocking at home this season. Every time I go, I feel like I'm cursed because like it's either we just get battered or we draw no no. Well, I, haven't actually, I don't think I've seen Brighton scoring like since we lost four one to City. Jesus, but yeah, um, yeah, I think De Gea should replace Allison there. Right next, we've got centre back Ruben Diaz, Man City. In my opinion, can't argue with that. Yeah, I think it's just, I think it's a solid pick. Yeah, uh, right back Trent. Could you could you maybe say? Livramento, really? Could, well, who would you say? I mean, I, my first pick would be Trent. Honestly, okay. Um, okay. I, think got, I think they have got a spot on there. But there is argument, obviously, for Carl Walker. He has had a fantastic season. Um, you know, been consistent. You know, for the last what four or five years now for City. Yeah. Um, solid, consistent right back. Uh, there when you need him. That's but, true, actually. I don't know why he hasn't even had a shout in this team. He has been solid. Um, I think. I mean, I, I think Trent is the best pick for that. Um, but at the same time, I can I can understand City fans feeling a little bit upset by the uh, lack of um, Carl Walker in there. I mean, I yeah. I just I think well. Trent. I just think. Trent is, he's obviously a really good player. I'd quite like to see him as a CDM, to be honest. But I also just think that Trent is quite um, quite a hyped player. And I feel like that might have some bias in this position. He is actually the third lowest rated player in this team. Given a ninety-two, yeah, I'm a little bit confused by that rating, especially because you know, like all of his uh, his old team of the year, um, I think it was last season or maybe the season before, was something like ninety-five rated. Um, I mean, having it that low, um, considering the season that he has had and it has been solid. I mean, yeah, I I'm a little bit confused by. Um, I mean, rating choice. For me, I just I don't know. I guess why why I reckon like maybe Livermento is just like a fresh face, young, upcoming. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, there's no arguing that Trent is the best right back in the Prem. So I can't I can't see Livermento staying at um, to, too long. To be fair though, is there a case that if Reese James was fit all season that he'd be in this team instead of Arnold? Yeah, I mean, I, I that's what I was going to say after um I I, I think. Due to the fitness issues um, and the uh, injuries, he um, he I'd rank him I'd rank him just below Carl Walker. Um, Ooh, okay. Again, okay. He, but again, in, in in his performances when he has played, he's been fantastic. I mean, consistent uh, when he when he's playing, but unfortunately, he's not consistently playing. That's the problem. All right. So if you're Gareth Southgate picking your England team for the World Cup. You either play at a five at the back and Walker would go as one of those centre-backs. And then you have to choose between Arnold and Reese James. Who are you going? Trent. Trent, okay. Okay. All um, right, let's move on. 
Yeah, I mean, he's made, he's made he's made very little appearances for England anyway. But you know, when he has played and and, and you saw it, I mean, it was only a friendly, of course. But I mean, the way he dominated and ran the show, and he got what a hat trick for for assists, something like that. Yeah, fair enough. But it's a, I don't know what what Southgate's agenda is against him. It's a bit odd. Uh, it confuses me as well a little bit. The th- thing is, uh, knowing my bias, if we were having this discussion season, season and a half ago, I'd be saying Wan-Bissaka, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> Cancelo, yeah. left back? I, there's there's no way you can fault that. Yeah, I, he's just, he's been absolutely class. He's been oozing class this no, season. I, I don't even think anyone else comes close, to be honest. No. So we could, we could just go straight for that one. It was an I-5 overall. And then we've got the highest defender in this team, one of the highest in the team overall, centre-back Virgil van Dijk. I mean, I, per- I, I personally think van Dijk is overrated as a player. Um, okay. I believe, he, I believe he belongs in this team. But, I mean, yeah. I, the problem is, is that you get one world-class centre-back playing for Liverpool in what the last 10 years since Carragher and you um, start screaming best of, best of this generation best centre-back of all time that's something Michael I, Owen said bro. Michael Owen said that Van Dijk was the be- is the best defender of all time Michael Owen don't have come out with some shit though Jesus Christ I mean okay okay you have John. You have to pick John Terry, Vidic, Van Dijk. Who are you picking? Vidic. Yeah, any day, any day. It's clear. Vidic, without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I mean, I, I'm, my my greatest defender of all time is um, Sergio Ramos. Really? I believe. I believe his. You know his performances and uh, and his accolades in uh, both the international scene and for Real Madrid. You know the Champions Leagues and 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 the World Cup and the Euros and I don't you know you can argue for Maldini but at the same time playing in this day and age yeah. you know at La Liga at the point when it was the toughest competition arguably in the world at that point in run by in two teams run by two teams maybe three teams I still think Prem was levels I it's t- it, it, it's tough but there was a period where La Liga reached a point where the Premier League even now in terms of like the quality of players there. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it, Just, is yet, it is yet to even come close to. Yeah, like we we've seen with this um quite sad but shocking transfer Haaland to Man City, um that after two years he he's actually got a release clause in his contract that after two years a hundred and fifty million euro release clause can be activated. And I think that's definitely because he's Real Madrid bound. They just don't have the funds because they're trying to get Mbappe. I mean, I imagine Mbappe and Haaland playing together. It'll be, it'll be, and Vinicius as well, because Vinicius has been levels this season as mm-hmm. well. I saw, I saw someone uh, tweeted a year ago saying, um, uh, something like I predicting that um, Vinicius yeah. was going to, yeah, 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 forty goals and assists, and, Champions and League final, yeah. Um, yeah. What a prediction that's there that he's made there. I mean, it's yet, yet to be completely fulfilled, but. Oh, I, I hope so. We got we got FA Cup final this weekend, Chelsea versus mm-hmm. Liverpool. I just I can't Very I exciting. don't want Liverpool to win if they can go from in three weeks going from prospective quadruple winners to just Carabao Cup winners at the end of the season. That would be hilarious. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all they've been talking about, but you know, you you got to actually do it and, and get to that stage first. I mean, they've been yeah. talking about it for months and months now, and it's like, well, you know, you yeah, were in yeah. the quarterfinals of the Champions League saying, uh, oh, we could win the quadruple. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's there's still a potential, but um, I can't lie, just for the sake of the cocky Liverpool fans, because there are there are a few. There, there, there are definitely more Liverpool fans than Man City fans, because Man City fans are usually just not from England. I mean, that's a bit rich coming from Man United fans. London. Yeah. All right, we got moving on to midfielders, starting with our lowest rated midfielder, and actually the lowest rated player in this team got 90 overall CDM Rodri. That rating is disrespectful. Um, that rating is very disrespectful. Look, we. I don't know how many CDMs I want to put in this team as such. There's definitely a centre mid that we'll come up to who are who I definitely disagree with being in this team. But I'm looking at these midfielders and I'm thinking, where's Basuma? You reckon? Yeah. Basuma is look, for me, the best CDM in the league is Declan Rice. And I think Basuma is very, very close behind him. I mean Basuma said it himself. I mean, I, I to what extent I agree, I'm not really sure. I mean, I'm a Brighton fan, obviously, but like I have to try and remain somewhat objective in what I'm saying. But um, I mean, that's a hot take. It's, he's but, so good. I mean, I mean, yeah, Basuma's Basuma's like nearing world class levels. Um, he's just he's just yet to be recognised on, on 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 a wider scale for it. Um, I think I actually argue that that, that Moises Casado kid that um. Uh, tore your team apart last week is has the potential to be better. That's what I was just about to say. Give it two or three years, Caicedo will be up there. I mean, he's 20. Yeah, and we were going to sign him, but then our scout said he wasn't good enough. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, if that, that's Dan, Ash, uh, Dan Ashworth magic. Uh, if I had to throw away a CDM in this team, because there's only two, I'd, I'd get rid of Rodri and I'd put Basuma in there and I'd give him a 93 overall. I'd, really? Yeah. Wow. That's what I would do I mean, straight out there. Yeah, go on. I'll, I'll agree. I'll agree with that. All right. Next, we've got Declan Rice, 92. Now, I'd, I'd put him, obviously, because I said he's better than Basuma, I'd put him as a 94, really, because Rice definitely does not deserve a 92, but he definitely deserves to be in this team. Yeah, I, I don't think you can fault that pick. I mean... I, I mean, most of West Ham's success has been kind of a testament to his his leadership and and, and that individual player himself. But um, yeah, um, no, he's been he's been well he's been world class this season, and I'd actually like him to stay at West Ham. I mean, I I think it looks like he's going to. Well, he was yeah. offered a eight year contract, and he's rejected it. This was he. This was yesterday. He rejected it. He. I mean, he rejected that contract. Uh, he rejected another one about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago as well, didn't he? Yeah. So um, I I'm unsure about the terms of it, to be honest. Um and we'll wait and see in the next coming weeks, but I reckon he'll probably stay. Okay, okay. I, mean, I don't I don't think so. I think Chelsea will come in and buy him. If I yeah, I mean if I was him and I was following Carragher's advice, I would be staying far, far away from Man United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like Man United looking looking to get De Jong, looking pretty done. So that's. I'd, that's I'd like to see United, uh, a United reform. Um, 
take a long time. I think Dejo, uh, De Ten Hag is definitely the man for it if we are going to do it. I, I mean, I, 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 I'd, I'd argue that he's top five managers in the world. Really? Um, he's just he's just yet to be at a club where he's capable of proving that. I mean, I mean, if he were to come in and completely reform this, I mean, you you can agree that this team is a disaster at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think the good thing is, and I think this is this is something that Man United fans don't actually tend to look at the positives of how bad this season has been. Is that how bad the season has gone has shown them has shown the club and shown the actual owners that the club needs to change. And we've yeah. seen that already. We've had chief scout leaves. We've had CEO leave. We've had a chief of negotiations leave. We've had a manager come in and basically said, I know you want me. I know you want me instead of Pochettino. If you want, if you really want me that bad, I want my own backroom staff. I want to be head of transfers. I want uh, Ralph Randrick to stay here. I want him to be a consultant and I want us to work together. I want to sign the players that I want to sign. And I want the backroom staff I want, and I don't want you to tell me what players to play. Because there's a big rumor within Manchester United right now that um, the owners and like the um, the head honchos of the club, so to speak, have told Ragnick, have told Ole that you've that they've spent too much on Maguire and that they have to play him because otherwise they're wasting money. I mean, there's been a few times. Go on. I mean, you would feel as a club having spent, even as a fan, from a fan's perspective, um, having spent this volume of money and seeing that Harry Maguire can perform in the right team. Yeah. I mean, for England, he's quality. But in England, they play a five at the back, so he doesn't need to go out with the ball and he's, he's like, protected. So yeah. he's, he's, he's simply a... He's slavic. He's a centre-half. Yeah. But... He needs to be in a system which complements his style of play. And so far, Ole, Ranić haven't quite got to that stage yet with him. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens in the future. Right. This is the next one I completely, completely, 100, 100% disagree with. And this is non, like, this is me being, holding my hands up, saying... I'm definitely not biased. This is Bruno Fernandes, 93 overall, centre midfielder. He deserves to be one of the last players on this team. I mean, I I don't even know who or what decided this. It might be one of the worst teams the season takes I've ever seen. <laughs> Bruno Fernandes has been one of Manchester United's worst players this season. And I'm, and I'm saying that for a fact... And yet, here we are with him in in a list of what is supposed to be the 15 most elite players in the Premier League this season. And all of them aren't that controversial apart from this one. This one is absolutely awful. I mean, there's no other way you can really describe it than awful. I mean, I, I, I was... I kind of I put I opened my phone and saw that the team of the uh, team of the season had come out and I was shocked. I was like gobsmacked when I saw that Bruno Fernandes' name was on that list. So who would you put in the team instead of Bruno? I know he got a community team of the season, but I'd probably say Saka as a cam. Really? Wow. Uh, I mean Odegaard also a shout, I guess. I think I I I think it is difficult to argue for Odegaard. Being team of the season material, yeah, but then Saka. 
look, for me, an Arsenal player shouldn't be in there. Collectively, as a team, they've worked hard and they've got where they are. Individually, they haven't been that amazing. But, you know, we've seen the the um, player of the seasons come out, the nominees, and there's someone on that list, Ward Prowse. And I feel like if he's been nominated for the best player of the season, then why is he not in the team of the season? Yeah. So I think, for me personally, I think Ward Prowse should be in there instead of Bruno. But oh, the thing is, if we are allowed to switch formations, yeah, go on. I'd play. I'd play th- uh, three centre halves. Yeah, and include Antonio Rudiger. Ooh, I completely forgot. I completely that, forgot that's a fact, you know. Oh, that is a very, very good shout and. In fact, I could, I could, I'd, I I'd put Rudiger as the best centre-back in the league this season. I'd put him above Van Dijk. Uh, again, I, I, can't, I can't really say that I disagree. And I, I'm, I'm like hitting myself right now because I've completely forgot not to... I completely forgot to mention him a minute ago. Um, I mean, because, well, because the two picks at centre-half were so strong. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Of, oh, yeah, it's fine because it's fine, they both were... Two, two out of the three of the best centre-backs in, in the Premier League this season. Yeah. But they're missing... Actually, I think probably the second best centre-back this season. Second? Would you say Van Dijk's first or what? Probably. Okay. I, okay. I, 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 think, I think Liverpool's defensive successes and the reason why we can actually argue that Alisson could be overrated is because of the quality that Van Dijk brings to the squad. And I still think Van Dijk is an overrated player overall. Um but the quality that he brings to that squad is the reason why we can argue that Allison is potentially uh, yeah. a Okay, that's true. That's true. Okay, uh, this one, these next two, in fact, I can't really debate. Bernardo Silva, he's been class this yep. season. And Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, he just showed it with the four goals yeah. <laughs> against Wolves. Mm-hmm. Patrick within, what was it, like 28 minutes, 27 minutes? Uh, I mean, it was, it, it was, it was, it was Kevin De Bruyne doing Kevin De Bruyne, right? You can't really, yeah. you can't right. even say you're surprised about him coming out. At least, you know, at least one or two performances like that every season. I mean, there are points where he just where he just plays above, like on like a completely different plane. Yeah, it was of, of existence. It's crazy. His performance. Yeah, here we go. So it was. Kevin De Bruyne scored a hat trick in 24 minutes against Wolves over the wow. weekend. Yeah. As so a, yeah, as a, as a centre midfielder, centre attacking midfielder as well, that's mental. Yeah, and his ah, oh, just him and Haaland. But to, you know what? I, I'm not too scared about Haaland in the league. A because from a Man United perspective, we're not we're not fighting City for anything. No. Uh, B. It would be what, cool you to are watch fighting them for the Manchester derby. Yeah. But I reckon Halland, uh, I reckon Maguire can pocket Haaland. You reckon? <laughs> well, they're both physical, and I feel like Maguire's actually good in physical defending. On again, on his day, Maguire can be class. Yeah. Now but, I, I I'm not a huge fan of the Maguire slander, and I certainly disagree with the way that he's been treated, especially you know, with that bomb threat that was sent that was him. yeah, but any any decent human being should disagree with that. It's, it's just um, not but, nice. but, even, but even just just the general treatment that he's got from fans, because you know he isn't the, he isn't the single downfall in this team. 
No, um, there's there's been I think, several. I think, I think it's a it's a collection of atomized individuals. You know, they they aren't they're not playing as a unit. They're playing for themselves. Yeah, um, exactly. And so, you know, you have. I mean, I I think actually Maguire is probably the biggest team player in that squad. It de- yeah okay. Yeah, I would agree with you. All right, we're on to the attackers. This is when it starts getting interesting. Now, originally, the the these two that we're going to mention first were aren't in like the starting eleven as such. They were actually on the bench, and there was a lower rated player later on that we're going to mention that was in left wing. So for starters, we're going to say the first left winger was Sadio Mane, ninety six uh-huh. overall. Uh, can't complain. Rating a little bit too high, I think. For his performance this season, I don't I don't think he's been as class as he usually has been. I would say it's too high, especially he's a second he's the same rating as De Bruyne, which isn't on for me. Yeah. Um yeah. I I, I I don't I don't I don't I don't think he again because because people people say oh those two are the two best wingers in the world. As we mean particularly Liverpool fans, obviously. Um <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd say Salah is probably the best winger in the world. Okay. Probably. Um, I think, you know, with his just his consistency over the last three years, and it is difficult to argue otherwise. Um, Mane, not not close for me. Um, really? He's been, he's been quality and, he's been, and he has been class. Um, I, again, I do think that rating is a little bit higher. I'd probably put it down to a 94, 95, maybe. Okay. Um, so... Okay, so we're not disagreeing that in terms of Premier League team of the season, Mane does deserve to be in here. We both agree that his rating is too high. But who would you say is a better left winger in world football than him? I'd argue in terms of in terms of quality, Son. Okay. Just in the Premier League alone, I'd argue Son. Um, okay. And if I we're think... talking about world, world football? Uh... It's tough, but Vinny. Really? Um. Oh, not yet. Neymar. Nate, no. Uh, when he does play on the left, Mbappe. Okay, there's no arguing with that, right? Mm-hmm. You want to hear my hot take? Sane. Sane, yeah. that's a good one. Nabri. Yeah, but he's a right winger. Right, my. You're going to laugh at me when I say this. Go on. Anthony Alanga. <laughs> you, laughed at, you laughed at yourself. When you said it. <laughs> no, it was a joke. Uh, Jaden Sancho. Uh... Uh, we've seen glimpses this season of what he can do. And under 10 Hag, I'm saying it right here, under 10 Hag, Jaden Sancho will be in this team of the season next year with one of the highest ratings. It's a lot easier to say potentially with this than it is to say at the moment. Um, I Sancho most certainly has it in him, and you saw it with that with that Borussia Dortmund side last season. Yeah, um, it's just about transferring that class and that quality to you know the toughest league in the world. Yeah, well, I think if anyone can bring it out, it will be Ten Hag. Mm-hmm. So it will be exciting to to see. Right, next up, we've got centre-forward, second lowest rated on this team, Diogo Jota. 
yeah. It's no complaints uh, from me. It's like a good uh -huh. overall for him. He's been playing good. I think in terms of the quality of the second half of the season, you could potentially argue for Kane. Um, I know Kane had a shocking start of the season, but at the same time, the way he's picked up... Um, in Spurs a, when Conte's come in. It, it, the way he's picked up in recent weeks and is now, you know... Yeah. Sat, sat, with, sat with 15 goals. Um, again, considering the start of the season that he had. And, you know, that's on level with Mane and Jota. Yeah, um, that's he, true. But then uh, again, you got to think about the Liverpool bias. Again, and uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, uh, of course. Um, <laughs> but also, again, you have you do have to consider that start of the season that he had because it wasn't it wasn't very good and it wasn't like the hurricane that we that we have known these last few years. Yeah, true. All right, got to pick up the time. Um, right, left wing, actual starting left wing, 95 overall, Son. This is the one we've already heard, like, your opinion, Son, definitely, in your opinion, is, would be Mane in terms of best left winger in the Prem. I mean, he's uh, still in the golden boot, and especially since the form that um, Salah's been in since the uh, the uh, AFCON final, and it has yeah. arguably been quite poor. Yeah, has. Salah, Salah hasn't been Salah this season. At the start... I mean, you could you could see him potentially going for record Premier his own record of Premier League goals in the season. Yeah, um, that is his record, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, thirty-two, something like that, I think. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could you could I mean, you, I I wouldn't have been surprised at the start of the season with the start that he had if he had gone on to beat his own record and scored 34, 35. Um, but again, that form has massively dropped off. But Son. Uh, yeah, I, no, I can't fault that decision at all. Yeah, it was Mo Salah, 32 goals in a Premier League season. Second, Luis Suarez, 31. Third, Cristiano Ronaldo, 31. Which brings us on nicely to our striker of the team, 97, Christian Ronaldo, Sui. That's all I've got to say, really. You, you, can't, you can't fault it. I mean, to be doing what he's doing in the league that he's in, at his 38 age. years old, scoring hat-tricks against Norwich and Tottenham, getting Man United out of situations game after game after game. Now, he hasn't always been consistent in that, but that, again, but him him performing at the level that he's performing in that team um, really is a testament to what, what kind of player, you know, we have on show here. I mean, I I, I, I still argue that Messi is the, uh, the greatest footballer of all time, but Ronaldo isn't very far behind at all, in my opinion. And you know what? Give it, I would say, give it five, six years and Alejandro Ganacho, remember the name, he will be winning a Ballon d'Or. <laughs> I'm telling you, Man United winning the FA Youth Cup, they're under 18s, Ganacho playing international football with Messi, playing club football with Ronaldo, throwing the sea in front of 72,000 Man United fans who came to watch an under-18s cup final. Come on. I mean, How big of a statement is that? Yeah, for certain. Um, I, again, way too early to call. He is just a kid. Um, but at the same time, he did look... Uh, quality. I did watch that 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 final. He did look quality. Um, I'm I'm more impressed, to be honest, by the attendance. I mean, it's probably because United fans really just want to see their team uh, win something, win something. Uh, but at the same time, it's still unbelievable and really nice to see that you know the uh, the academy football is really getting the attention that it deserves. Yeah, 
it, it's a huge important thing in Manchester United, and I hope that attendance just showed Ten Hag really, and the Man United owners and CEO and all the business side of people just how important the club means to Manchester United that you know we can have more fans going to an under 18s cup final than Man City have fans going to their game against Real Madrid <laughs> right right wing last player of this team Mohamed Salah 97 overall there's no 99s no, and I, and I don't think Salah deserves a 99, to be honest. I mean, because of that second half of the season ever since the AFCON, um, I, I, don't, I don't think he would deserve a 99 or 98. Um, I think 97 is spot on. I mean, considering the start of the season that he had was unbelievable. And again, it is crazy that, you know, he's the top in assists and goals um, with, what is it, uh, 35 combined goals and assists. I mean, that would be an unbelievable season for anyone. But I... I I do really feel like Salah will be kicking himself at the end of the season because of that drop in form. Yeah, I think maybe, I guess you could argue Ramadan, but that happens every year. Maybe you can argue the introduction of Luis Diaz has just tipped it, like made him a bit unsure about where he stands in terms of Klopp's plans for the future. Yeah, I mean, I reckon he's got a year, two years left at, left at Liverpool. I mean, I'd like to see him go go and perform somewhere else. Because, um, again, I mean, he really has come into his own at Liverpool, obviously, and and, and before then he was good, um, but was a, you know, reject at Chelsea and was, was solid for Roma. But, you know, again, really, really came into his own for uh, at Liverpool. But yeah, the clock is ticking and he's not, he's not, he's not young, young, is he? And, um, you know, eventually, you know, he's going to start to slow down and, yeah, um, you got you got young players coming in that Luis Diaz again. Um, He's scary good. Yeah, ridiculous. And yeah, potential to be best in the world in his position at, at least. Yeah, and they've signed um, Fabio Cavallo from Cavallo, whatever you see his name from Fulham, as well. They've got Harvey Elliott in the youth. So yeah, it's looking it's looking promising for for Liverpool in their future and Finn. Last question before we go. Who has been your club of the season? Premier League. Club of the season. Club of the season. Who has been your wow team? Certainly a team that surprised me would be Saints. So that's okay. Okay, okay. Um yeah, I'd probably stick with Saints. I mean, you expect Liverpool and City to perform at the level that they have. Again, Arsenal as well, um, at least for the second half of the season. Um, but yeah, I'd probably I'd probably go Southampton. Okay, I think I would either go Brighton. Again, or, I, I'd sound biased if I said Brighton. That's the thing. Or I would go for Brentford. Okay. Yeah, that's not that's not a bad take at all. I mean, look, if I was to be complete, if I was to be avoid avoid being called biased, I'd like to say Brighton as well. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. In, in avoidance of choosing my own club as well, I'd like to say Saints. Okay. Um, uh, but I mean, Saints have arguably outperformed Brighton at times, but I think um, Brighton being the draw matches that we are, at least for most of the season, that's probably helped us in terms of the league standing. But um, on our day, I feel like we've played better than Saints have. But again, it's about that consistency. Yeah. And just to close it off, I did a, I did a TikTok the other day. 
uh, basically mm-hmm. saying, we're going to be on the podcast, we're going to be talking about this, drop any questions. And someone asked, do you think Mbappe will go to Real Madrid? Um, I really think that while that opportunity is still there, he is going to be seizing every minute of it to be playing alongside Lionel Messi. Really? So you don't think he'll go this season? I feel like, again, Mbappe's world-class, but he still has a lot to learn. Um, and he can really be provided with that guidance. You know, obviously, Ronaldo being was his idol growing up. Um, yeah. As far as players go. But I feel like... Um, Mbappe can uh, Messi can really like advance Mbappe's game, not you know, not just as uh, as a striker or as a, or as you know, as a flary winger, but also just as a playmaker as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I'd, you know, I'd like to see him there for another season. Yeah, I think I think going to Real Madrid just think one more year at PSG would do him good. But yeah, thank you, Finn, so much for being on the podcast. No worries. Thank you for having me. A pleasure having you. It's been awesome. Thank you guys for listening. And until next time, adios. 